Kokorongo ki te tangi a te kori mako Ko rero flowing a te hoka force Ko papa relevant, ko papa out of bounds Ko papa exigent, ko papa paramount Nga ko nga whakapiri mai ki te Ko papa tino whakahira hira Whakarongo pi kari kari mai Hare hare mai, o tari ngā hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kane kane move that body Kane kane move that body E te iwi, nau mai, hoki mai, koutou, tātou, ana e ki te punua pāho o Taringa, coming to you from Te Ipurau, under the auspices of Te Wānonga o Te Roa, tēnā koutou, nei māua ko The Snowman, te pua heiri, <laughs> e mihi atu ana, and e mihi ana kia koe hoa, te manuhiri o tēnei punua pāho, uh, rangi mā tāmua e hoa tēnā koe, nau mai, hoki mai, it's nearly been a year. Ae, hoa, nā mihi kia koutou, me te hula whakarono mai nei. Tēnā koe, tēnā koe hoa. And I think it's timely, this week, while we're pre-recording at the iwi, we're actually leading up to Te Hui Ahurei Atuhoi. Atuhoi. This weekend, Easter weekend, you know, I thought, koe tētahi iwi hei kōrero tanga mā tātou i tēnei punua pāho, i tēnei teringa o taringa, because we've gone back around to iwi o te wiki, and I thought, it's Te Hui Ahurei Atuhoi. We have to speak about Tuhoi. Aye, good timing. Even though Snow wants to talk about Ngāpui all the time. All the time. Okay, though. ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
I think it might be one of the longest, if not the longest going festivals, uh, tribal festivals. Mm. Started back in Rotorua, actually, way back in the early 70s, um, an initiative put together by John Rangihau. So the first gatherings were more, I think they were more sporting catch-ups, and yet there was a performing arts element to it. But over the years, since it's returned back home, back to Ruatoki mainly, uh, it's grown out to be a very competitive Kapahaka, sporting, debating, bands, all kind of festivals where Tuhoi in the regions go back and battle it out with Tuhoi living at home. Mm. You know, they go as either communities uh, like Ruatahuna uh, and different groups from Ruatoki and Waikare Moana, those are your traditional um, places. And then we have Tuhoi from Pōneke, Tuhoi ki Pōneke. Here in the Waikato, we have Te Hono Ate Kiore, Tuhoi ki Waikato. And so we're going over. They can upwards sometimes of twenty something teams. So it's uh it's just a celebration of our two oitanga and where you go back and see your relations and then try and beat them up on the rugby field <laughs> and um, perform against them and you know, uh, I think one of the cool things is every year they do a different way at the Puroa or Moteatea mm. that all of the groups learn and they perform on stage. So everyone knows those way at the Puroa. We all go through a pohiri process, a wero and a Haka Pohiri on stage and do Te Puru or our traditional haka, so we all know them. So it's just another way of instilling our own practices within the people. Jota. So, yep, this year, for the first time since the early 70s, it's come out of Tūhoi, and we're going to Rotorua. Mind you, half of Rotorua Tūhoi anyway, I think, these days. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going there. Uh, we're grateful to have uh, Te Arawa support us and Ngāti Whakaue because it's at the stadium. And uh, they're letting us host our festival there. So, yeah, here we come. Te koe, one kupu tūhoi, I guess I've learnt through tūhoi, and particularly around Tehure, is this kupu I hear tūhoi use a lot. Mate mate aone. Aye. Mate mate aone. Could you, you know, provide a whakamārama about, about that kupu? Because I think it's an interesting, it resonates with me, mm. even though it's a tūhoi I like using it myself. Yeah, well, uh, a lot of people I've heard uh, say that they have that term as well. Mm. But I'd just like to say, oh, what <laughs> <laughs> That's one for me, Paraone. Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah. that too. <laughs> the term itself, uh, from a two-way perspective, we use that term when we talk about the connection that we have to each other and the bond that we have to our whenua. Mm. We're actually bound together through our whenua as a people. And mate mate kind of not only talks about the death of when you die, you go back to your whenua, but it's also about that longing and that desire to interact and to be with your relations and your people. Mm. Actually, the term itself comes from Hinenui Te Pōr. Oh, Maui uh, was trying to dispatch of her. Before he went to her to kill her, uh, unsuccessfully, you know, he wanted to kill her, Uwareake. Uwareake, yeah. <laughs> he asked her, oh, look here, kui, te kui. you know, that's treasure you have of life and the ability to hold life. Give it to me so I can live forever. And she said, Kyle. And he said, well, what if I live and die like the year? You know, the year sets, we die, the year comes again, we come again. She says, Kyle. He said, what about if I live and die like the moon? The moon sets, I set, it rises, I rise. She said, Kyle, Maui. He said, what if I die like the sun? People are like the sun. We set like the sun sets, so we die, we rise again in the morning. She says, oh, what else? <laughs> then she said to Maui, Maui, I will take you. 
death will take you when you're old, when you're young, in the rain and the sun, whenever. Kia roha koutou, kia koutou, kia manaki koutou, kia koutou, kia mate mate au ne koutou, kia koutou. Mm. So she said, you know, so you learn to love one another, you learn to respect one another, but I bind you together with a bond that is shared because you come from the same place. Mm. So that's the reason why when one of us is ill or one of us passes away, we have this deep-set sorrow and tears and hupe because we're not like other species that can just walk away from that. We are bound to each other through the words of Hinenui Te Pōtu Māori. And that's uh, how to always understand. Um, it's not unique because all people, all Māori have that connection to their whenua and to each other. Mm. But to always just coined a phrase and yeah. that's what we understand comes out in our ahure, mate mate aonga. Kia ora. Kia ora. You used another, and I think something that other iwi clicked on to, and it was a phrase I think that came about through Te Ahure, correct me if I'm wrong, is tuhoitanga. I hear, you know, we talk about raukaua tanga, but some of my kaumatua have said to me, why are you putting a tanga on the end of our tupuna? And I've had to explain to them, you know. So tuhoitanga, what does what does it mean to be tuhoi? What, is, what to you? Um, Big question, this one. <laughs> for me, it doesn't mean dropping my G's, I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, it's coming from a particular place, mm. you know, it's, it, and it's it's having a uniqueness to me that I feel a bond to a particular area and to a particular people. Now, that's not dissimilar to any other group of people, but one of the unique aspects about Tuhoi that I'm really, I've always been proud of is the fact that we are the descendants from the Matatua canoe, but that's not our only origin. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be wrong to think that. Uh, we actually understand also that the people from the Matatua canoe came into Te Uruwera and married into an original people that were already here. We are the descendants of Te Maunga and Hinepu Kohurangi, mm-hmm. the mountain in the mist. And those two uh, copulated and gave birth to Pōtiki Tuatahi. Mm. And Pōtiki is our ancestor, and Nā Pōtiki was the iwi. And we descend from that lineage. And it always, I always, when I am at home in, in Ruatāhuna, and I see the mist and I look across the mountains and realise that I'm actually born out of that environment. I didn't mm. come there. Mm. You know, my papa and the whenua and pito, not just of my tipuna, but of my gods, is actually in the land. And I've always thought that is my tūhoitanga. Mm. Uh, that is uh, something that regardless of where I go or who I interact with or how much I do and how many bad things I do, I guess, sometimes. <laughs> and the good things uh, sometimes. Um, <laughs> that's something that will never sever. That's my mate mate aone. And when it's my time, I'll go back to that and get buried in the ground there and, and be part of that process. So, yeah, for me, I think that's this awesome, unbroken connection to my environment and to who I am. Kia ora. Kia ora. Tino hohonu era. Tino hohonu, yeah. yeah. Was, nearly got goosebumps. Is it right to say, or because, you know, some of our listeners may or may not be familiar with the reference to Tuhoe as Tuhoe Portiki, would it be correct to say, because Tuhoe being the youngest of three brothers, because he had a younger sister there, but Portiki also is in remembrance or recognition of his links to Ngā Portiki, his descent from Te Maunga and Hinepu Kohurangi? Uh, uh, no, as his name, Tuhoi Portiki, was given to him because he was the youngest. Oh, right. That's how that comes out. But 
of course, he was quite an ambitious person to work for Tiki. Mm. He was very ambitious. And uh, so he had an older brother. Uh, he's Uemura, Tane Moyahi. That's the second. Tuhoi Pōtiki was third. And then Uenuku Raudi, their sister who married uh, Te Rangi Whateikehau mm. from Te Arawa, and they had Rangi Te Aurere. That's our first connection into Te Arawa, and it's one of the reasons that we're going to Te Arawa for our ahure is because he, Te Rangi Te Aurere, uh, who was half Tuhoi, uttered the phrase, e kotahi nā Tuhoi, tata te pō. Kia ora, kia Those are his words. So... He was the youngest, but Tuhoi Pōtiki was ambitious and he actually assumed the mantle of his older brother. And he did this by killing him. Oh, goodness. Cutting out his heart, roasting it in a fire, and eating it. Wow. So, um, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yes, he was the youngest, but he wanted to rise to a situation of dominance. And, yeah, he, he, he did it. <laughs> There you go, you know, if you've got a problem with your brother, you know, <laughs> yeah, pull his heart out. <laughs> Is he going to get the house, pull his heart out? <laughs> <laughs> that that kōrero, um, te kutai rāne, nā tūhoi, o edu edua. Oh, edu edua, he, some say, he te tā tūhoi, te kotahi nā tūhoi. Yeah. I understand that there's, te kotahi, he, he, he kotahi nā tūhoi, he tata te pō. Right. You know, he was challenged rangi te aurere, bai te aroa. Mm. So he said, oh, they had a group of people on Makoya, mm. Tini or Kawearero. They couldn't defeat them. And Rangi Te Aurere said, I'll do it. And they teased him, said, kotahi koe tō kotahi. Really? You're going to do this on your own, are you? And he says, e hoa, he kotahi nā tūhoi te pō. I may be on my own, but uh, the multitudes of the night will laugh because of my deeds. <laughs> and, and he did, and that's what that means, you know. Though I may be a single person, Hades will shake with fear from the deeds I will perform in this lifetime. Wow. That's better than something you'd hear on 300, eh? Yeah, yeah. Of, you know. yeah. He wasn't a descendant of Tuhoi, though, so does that show that, because Tuhoi would have been his uncle, so his mother's brother, where Nukurawiri was his mother, Tuhoi his uncle, did Tuhoi play a part in his upbringing, the upbringing of Te Rangita of Rangita Orere, why he said that? Yes, so Tuhoi trained him. He was a hōrero. That's how he gets his name. Uh, you know, his father said when his mother was hapu, before he uh, left and went back to uh, Rotorua, to Te Arawa, ran away from child support, I suppose. <laughs> he said, if it's born a, a girl, uh, name her after the rangitaiki. Mm. But if it's born a male, name him after the clouds that float in the sky, rangite already. That's how he gets his name. But his father taught him, uh, sorry, his uncle, Tuhoi taught him how to be a warrior, gave him his his skills, and it was handed on to Rangite Aurere, and he ended up being resident in Rotorua. But that is uh, Tuhoi's uh, connection, one of our connections into, into Te Arawa. Te Nākoe, and of course now there is a hapu, or iwi, of Te Arawa that are called Nāti rang, Te Rangite Aurere. Yeah. I pai katoe ne kōrero e ho. Yeah, yeah, no, hopefully it gives us a claim to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've done three rangis, done six. Nice I'm done, man. I'm on the to go. He might do a down trail if they he might, doesn't get yeah, any they might, yeah, they might ask me if I got any, but yeah. oh, yeah. oh, snow, eh? Oh, no way. Oh, you know, you know, and... Um, I know you still, but 
aina a koe nō ruatāhuna. Perhaps give us some insight into the borders or the whereabouts of tewi o tūhoi, ngai tūhoi. I mean, we're here, te ure wera. <laughs> you know? It's like, well, where's that? Well, so uh, western borders stretch as far as Tawamutu. <laughs> um, and up into Te Araroan. The heart of Tūhoi is Ruatahuna. Uh, that's where my house is and that's where I'm from. Ruatahuna is called the Kōhanga. Mm. That's one of its names. Now, we also know Ruatahuna as Te Manawa o Te Ika. The Tūhoi believe that our mountains, the Huiro ranges in uh, the mountains are called the heart of the fish. And we have a mountain in Ruatahuna called Manawaru. Mm. And it's Manawaru because it's the Manawal Deika. Mm. I know other people will say it's Lake Taupo, Enariawareake. Mm. Our eastern boundary line stretches to Waikare Moana. And actually, uh, there's a tataupaunami between us and Kahununu on the eastern side of Waikare Moana on the other side. So Waikare Moana is within the Tuhoi boundary. It comes around into the Tiniroto area. That's where our borders are uh, coming into the east coast. It includes Maunga Pōhatu down into Te Waimana. We say that we go all the way to the stretch out and just touch the coast. And, and these are disputed boundaries. Um, mm. Like there are borderlands, as you both be aware. Uh, we share hapu at Kutarere, Te Upohorehe. Mm. They say that they're half Papatohe, half Tuhoe. Some of them say they're Tuhoe, some of them say they're Whakatohe, but we stretch into that area. Ruatoki is within our boundary, so as we say Tāneatua. We run down to Waiohau and we border into Murupara mm. and um, come round the back. Uh, our southern border comes into the top of Tuwharetoa along towards the Taupo, Napier Taupo Highway. So, wow. fairly much, you know, Tuhoe's boundary. Mm. Because number one, it's not tar sealed and lots of bush yeah, yeah. and blackberry. Yeah. So when you see those markers, that's pretty much our whenua. Um, Whakataane and Rangitaiki are our two rivers. Mm. Waikare Moana is our lake and we have um, mountains. We are a people who are connected to Tāne Mahuta. So Tāne is our atua. We don't really know Tangaroa, but Tāne and the mountains. And, and we're a bush people in the middle of the North Island, fairly much between Wairo, Gisborne, and Rotorua, Murupara, in that region. <laughs> Big map. Sika. But we still might claim the Awamutu, bro. <laughs> well, hey, you could, I mean, maybe not, well, you definitely got a claim to, I wouldn't want to use the kupu fame, but there's a place here for Tuhoi, as you know, with your with your tūpuna, or... Tehekatu would love me to say your tipuna. <laughs> <laughs> they came here from um, from Ruatahuna, from Oputau to um, Oraku. And then there's the connection to Kafia Moana, the Korero, you know, Iroto Yamato. That Tuhoi came over here to Kafia and, and lived out his last days here and is buried here in Kafia. So there's those connections as well. Yes, no, we have a very strong connection to, to Tainui. A very strong connection to Raukawa, uh, particularly Ruatahuna. That is a place from where the Tipuna Rauni <laughs> came from Tuhoi via Pohaturoa and into Nati Raukawa to fight to Rako. And uh, that is something that is still very important and relevant for us of Tuhoi to maintain that bond with Tainui. Yes, our Tipuna is buried over here, uh, died and drowned over here. Like I was saying, you know, we're not too good on the water. 
we are bush people <laughs> who didn't have a life jacket on, but we have these uh, connections into Tainui and um, a lot of us are here. Mm. We're a lot of tūhoi in these regions and the calibre of tūhoi that came here, the likes of Rangihau, the likes of Kirini Melbourne, of Farihui and Milroy, Pau mm. um, Te is here, Te Haumihi Ata Mason. We have a lot of tūhoi scholars and leaders came into this place and mm. we have a Timo Tikaritu. And we have a connection, a strong connection with this place. And now, Dr. Rangi Mātāmua. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's, uh, that's taking a bit of shine off your reputation, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> off the ones you've just, I've just spoken about. No, e paikiau e ne kōrero e hoa. Kōrero ana koe moto rahi mō ngai tūhoi me ngā kōrero i roto. One kōrero I wanted to ask you about was tūhoi moumou kai, momo taonga momo tangata ki te pō. <laughs> yeah. Aye. We waste stuff, right? <laughs> we, we litter. Is that what that means? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is actually a kōrero from Te Arua. They gave us that phrase. Kia ora. We had a battle at Pukekaikahu. Our big chief warrior was Te Pūrewa. And he had a one-on-one combat with a man there. Tionga, I think his name was. Mm. And the Puda were defeated him and beheaded a number of their warriors and took them back to Ruatahuna. And the Arua came over to collect the heads. Mm. And they got to Ruatahuna and they performed the haka. It was an amazing haka. And Tuhoe said to them, Fatitiri kiterangi, te Arua kiterangi. Like thunder, lightning flash across the sky. That's how te Arua perform. And that is true. They are wonderful exponents of the performing arts. And that's what they're known for. Anyway, um, our tipuna brought these heads out of the pa that they had them on and put a stakes in the ground and put the heads on the stakes and then proceeded to cover them with fine woven mats and cloaks and taonga. Hmm. And Te Arawa said, Tūhoi momo kai, momo taonga, momo tangata ki te pō. So we fed them. They said, you lavish food upon us, have lavished these treasures upon our heads, upon our ancestors. And I think in the heat of battle, had a reputation for dispatching people. And so, yeah, that's where that phrase comes from. It was actually given to us by Te Arawa. Mm. And uh, it's what's said about us as opposed to us saying it now. Well, it should be. What I find interesting about that corridor was there was two pepeha that came out of that event at Pukekaikahu and what happened later on in Ruatahuna, uh, uh, Kaimokopuna, with Tuhoe giving a saying that Te Arawa now use, Whatitiri ki te rangi Te Arawa ki te whenua, and then Te Arawa also, they expressed their whakaaro, their thoughts about Tuhoe, Tuhoe momo kai, momo taonga, momo tangata ki te pō, which I've only heard Tuhoe use it in the waiata te rongo te tuna. In one of our past episodes, I said that pepeha are a way of showing your pride and your identity as an iwi, but to be careful sometimes I'm using them because they can be whakahihi, depending on how you use it, but he whakahihi te Māori, he Māori te whakahihi, he aiki tō mātou korau. <laughs> so that's what I find I find interesting about that saying, tuhoe momo kai, it came out of the same kōrero. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's interesting, it's very interesting, in fact, uh, you talked about kai mokopuna, which is a manawa wera, mm. that tuhoe do. Actually, that was the haka that Te Arawa did to us. Mm. Mm. And we sing it now. And you go through the words, it's actually talking about eating the people from Ruatahuna. Yeah. 
That's what it's about <laughs> in revenge for what we did at Pukekei Kahu. But now we do the haka. Yeah. And it's to celebrate that event. And because what iwi do, different iwi have different sayings about other iwi. But in more modern times, the iwi themselves have picked up those sayings and say them about themselves. It's a very interesting. It's perhaps a bigger study on about how Māori identity is changing. And it comes with language skills as well. Mm. Knowing the origins of kiwaha and pepeha and whakatauki mm. and knowing how and when to apply them. But, uh, yeah, that is momo kai, same as what I was just saying, um, that's one of our favourite sayings, but knowing actually where it originates from and it was a response to a smart remark. <laughs> you know, you talk about language and I think e kore, koe te iwi. I think we all, nebre, we all sort of look to tūhui. Yep. As the keepers, one we all are, but because I think of the um, um, how to keep Māori, the remoteness, I guess, of some of the places within yep. Tuhu. Isolation. Isolation. Yeah, isolation. Oh, jeez, I was trying to find the word, but I worry. Brownie. That we see Ngai Tuhu as there's keepers of the language. How is the the health of the vitality of Te Reo Māori, The health of the language you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, there is a perception that all tūhoi uh, speak uh, Te Reo Māori and Auwariake. Mm. That is not how that is, in all honesty. We have some communities that maintain a, a higher percentage of speakers than others. Ruatahun is fortunate, as is Ruatoki. Mm. But again, that's with the older generation. Right. Uh, from 50 up, it's very solid. And that's probably the main form of communication they use between each other. We had a wānana there a couple of weeks ago. It was three days. Three days, no English. And it wasn't as if the kaupapa was a real Māori. The kaupapa was about kiriru. Mm. It was just a natural language of discussion. Wow. And it was awesome, you know, but that's just normal. However, with the younger generation, no, it is in trouble. And it is not being used within the homes. And isolation has maintained our language for a particular period of time. Let me put it this way. There was an estimate in the 1970s at Waikare Moana, which is where Rangiho comes from and Timotikaretu comes from, that there was 96% spoken language use and 100% comprehension. I did a research a couple of years ago at Waikare Moana. It's 4%. Mm, wow. That's the drastic drop of Te Reo Māori in that community. Mm. They are struggling, and that's proficient speakers of Te Reo Māori. Yeah. It just goes to show that colonisation is even reaching into Tuho. And uh, we are lucky with, we have some wonderful exponents of Te Reo Māori and some good younger ones coming through too, mm. uh, some really good speakers. But as a iwi, you know, we are like everyone else now. We're globalised and we're influenced by all of the other English-speaking things around us and now. Mm. Our children are growing up speaking Pākehā and it's something that we need to address and address soon, and they are. Uh, there are some projects going on at the moment to sort that out. So, yes, the perception is one thing, but the actual situation is it's not too good, but that's for Te Reo Māori standard right across the board. Te koe. Yeah, and I think that's something that Ākua te iwi we're all in the same waka in that sense in our efforts to regenerate, rejuvenate, maintain our te reo use. Yep. And mea tātou tikanga. Hi. So I think, yeah, it might be sobering for some to hear that, you know, Ngai Tuhui have got your work cut out for you too in terms of regenerating the language and making it 
you know, the language of conversation. Yeah. Mahi nui teira, ma tātou katoa. And to leave it just up to Tūhoi to do so, eh? Koe hoki. Yeah. It's everyone's personal responsibility. Yeah, well, one of the things that I think that we have done, you know, one of the things that I'm proud of is, you know, we have been right in the middle of language revitalization. You know, I think of the efforts of someone like Timothy. You know, he's given over 50 years of his life mm. to revitalizing the language of all tribes. Maybe we might be colonizing everyone to become Tūhoi. I don't know. Mm. But I'm just proud of the fact that, you know, we've had those people work in those spaces and um, that's been something that's not bigger than the tribe. It's gone for Māori dim and it's part of kotahitanga. Mm. And does follow that idea, that individual or that small group of individuals, the pose, the whariwhuyas, the rangihos, their impact on Māori culture and Māori language, e They're shaking the foundations of the Māori world in many ways. So, you know, it's, it's, it's I always look at that and think, wow, you know, it's, I'm very proud of that input. But in many ways, that perhaps has come at the expense of our, my own tribe, mm. where we've exported our knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's time that we start to think about our own tribal well-being. Yeah, tēnā I know too, though, you know, i roto i, I o tātou iwi, you know, ko tātou anō, ka ngau tuara i a tātou. <laughs> you know? Oh, sorry. Kāpoto, hey, pīrangi ki anō mai, engari putarawa ki waho. Oh, oh. kāre e hoki mai ki te iwi. Yeah, yeah. Engari nō rātou i roto i te iwi. Oh, kāre aro ake. Yeah, au ware ake. <laughs> au ware ake. Well, eh, and I know you're going off to a lecture soon, so we won't keep you, but I thought we'd finish off in a different way. We're going to say a word to you, and then you, I don't know what this is called, you know, we give a kupu and then they give us the first thing they think of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've got some here, and we'll, Puahiri will start, Snow will start, so we'll give you a kupu and then you tell us what you think. Right? Hi. Kereru. Yum. Reka. <laughs> Timoti Karetu. Kawa. <laughs> <laughs> Urewera. Kainga. Kainga. And I need to take a cup of now if I can't come. Karawata. Oh, no. Hoya no etewi. Kene atata kore orero moteneira. Eho e mihi ana kia koe moi fakawata ya koe pau ranga tiranga korero. Aye. Tenara watu koe. Tenakoru. Tenakoe hoa. Tenakoru. Hare koe kito kai papa e mihi ana kia koe. Aye. 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 Ewa. Ewa. Ya moyo mai koe kai tihi au te te fakahoki a ten ten kite pai na kite fai puaka. Na mihi nui kia koru e hoa ma ka nui te te mihi hoki kite hunga e fakarongo mai nei kite nei. Yeah, and I enjoyed the yeah, just the waiter of the korero, yeah. you know, and um, you know, you never stop learning, and I learned a few things too. Yeah, so yeah, we're lucky. Way muddy. Yep. Especially um, uh, the the view that he took it, because I think there is a view that Tuhoi is well spoken of, but I think I learned a lot of things today, yeah. especially the exchanges between Tuhoi and Te Aroa. Yeah. I think also that korero about them and their exchange when they took up their haka, the Manawa Wera, mm. is it called the Manawa Wera? Mm. It shows our... Um, our terms of engagement yes. in times of war, there yeah. was there was grace and uh, we had very, very strict terms of engagement. 
yeah. um, that, that's a there was a really good exa- example one, of yeah, that. Yeah, one minute you're cutting heads off, and then there's you know. Next minute you're feeding your yeah. you're feeding your enemy. It's sort of like the yeah the terms of engagement and uh, like and those sort of things to the is it the samurai code? The, yes, the yeah. bushido, where the bushido mm. and you know yeah, th- those are reminders when you hear those kōrero tukuiho. Yeah, and then the kōrero about um, rangi taurere. Yeah. You know, that's pretty staunch. Yeah. Who, what came from that one? Kakata te po. Yeah, yeah. 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 He got tahi nga tsuhoi kakata te po. Yeah. yeah. And um, even though how they, they're used a lot, but I can't help but think that sometimes they're misused because of a misunderstanding of, mm. of and, and actually knowing the story and the, yeah. the kura huna, the hidden Absolutely. treasures of, of what come of those, you know. That's good advice, actually, to, to anyone that's learning their pepeha. Yeah. Is to not just learn the pepeha, you know, what it means, but where does the pepeha come from? Who said the pepeha? Hey, what are, yep. what are the, how te horopaki, what's the context? Yep. What is the, full, what is the bigger picture? Mm. You know, the backstory really, eh, to a pepeha. Yeah. Um, and I've maintained, you know, teaching at Kura Reo and that pepeha, learning uh, uh, any, the pepeha of any iwi is a good window into that iwi. Yes. And part of their history. It's always particularly for myself, anyway, speaking as, as a pū kōrero, one who yep. sits, goes around to a lot of hui, sits on the pipeway, I like to have a lot of pepeha in my pocket. Yep. For, you know, if I go to Ngāpuhi, I know some of the Ngāpuhi pepeha, or wherever. Yep. You know, not because I, I can sound cool, and I might not necessarily even use those pepeha, but they're just the good memory markers. Yeah. Because yeah, like yeah. they do, because it's one thing to learn it, then learn its literal meaning or its English meaning, but then to go deeper and deeper, it does give you an insight of a, of yeah. a certain place. I think, and also understanding the mindset or the whakaro Māori behind it when learning other iwi pepeha. Mm. Yeah, tika. Yeah, there's a lot of things to um, be mindful of. I didn't say to Ranga, I mean, big, you know, Namihi Nui Kia Nai Tūhoi. Yeah. You know, Tuhoi teachers have played a huge part in my life, in my te reo journey yep. and my knowing of te reo Māori past teachers right from intermediate, going through high school and then to yes. university and then, you know, now, even now, many of my mentors are tuhoi. Yep. Some of my whanaunga and friends, you know, said, oh, you know, they're going to put their kids in the kohanga reo and the kayako is tuhoi or ngāpuhi oh, yep. or te arawa and yep. they're really worried about that ill that their child yes, is going to yeah. come and, and yet they might learn some two-way things but for me the bigger picture is, is they get that foundation yep. o te reo Māori and then later on it's up to the parents you know it's their responsibility if they're speaking in the home or to reconnect that child yeah. to where they're from so they can have the language mm. of te rangi o te, o te reo or, or he akene yeah. wherever they're from Mm. I mean that's a the prime example is that my my nieces and nephews are at school here in Te Aumotu, so Maniapoto and Te Reo Tainui, you know that's what they learn. Yeah. So Koki mai rato kite kainga, kafiko mai kite kainga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> but kia hone he pai that's all right because it's a foundation. It's about a foundation. No, I, I was like that once too. Mm. I remember helping my cousins at Kura Reo, Wananga Reo at Otaki, and. Uh, I, I was speaking and they go, oh, you follow from Tuhoi? And I was like, oh, no, no, Puhi. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, yeah. it was, yeah, yeah. But I was exemplifying what I, what was taught to me by my teacher who was from Ruatahuna. Yeah. Mm. Hey, koe nga kōrero o e te iwi, mai nga kōrero a rangi maa And because we're speaking about te reo Māori, it's a good lead into our next way up into Aye. the way out of the wiki, te au mangia. 
composed by Dr. Timothy Karetu, uh, director of Te Panikere Tango Te Reo, uh, language visionary, uh, pioneer, all sorts of kaupapa to do with Te Reo Māori. Uh, composed the song, the words to the song, but Tarangi was by an uncle, I think he's an uncle of Rangi actually, um, the late um, the Makarini uh, Temara. Oh, okay. The tune. And this was this was the winning action song of Tuta Maunga Roa back in Hawaii in 1994. Wow. GTK? Um, yeah. But it sort of does the rounds in the Kurereo circuit as one of the Kurereo mainstays because it's a beautiful way out that speaks about the different birds in the forest and how um, we need to look after the language and we need to speak the language in case the forest goes quiet.
When I thought the way that even I still and I thought we might do a rendition of um, Te Kotahi a Tuhoi, tuhoi Kakata Te Po, but no, we had Te Mangia. So yeah. I hope you enjoyed that um, way that iwi. I'm not sure if you'll be able to Google the kupu of that one, so I might we might stick that one up on our Facebook page. Yeah, because um, the kupu. As a learner myself, any kupu or any written pieces that come from Timuti Karitu, I love going through them because you learn so so many different kupu. And you just love bamboozling yourself. Bamboozling, yeah. <laughs> Being like, ah. But te uh, aumangia, um, the language in there actually is exceptional. Not so much just the words, but how he's, you know, yeah, it's, it's poetry. Yeah, yeah. You can learn a whole, whole lot of flash words, but it's how you arrange them, when That's to right. use them, yeah. yeah. What does te aumangia mean? Te aumangia means to be, could be a staunch advocate of something, to be fierce, to be... Headstrong for your, yeah, headstrong. Toward, towards your kaupapa. Yeah. Mm. Te aumangia. Te aumangia. Yeah. So, ko te aumangia, ko koutou rānei. Um, yeah, so koina, ko te aumangia. Any closing uh, for Karo Eho? Um, no. Learn the song. Yeah, koina. Ako na te waiata, learn the song. And um, ako na ngā kupu hau i roto. Learn the new words in there. Aye. I'm sure you're going to find one every second or third. Kupu. He maha. And don't forget to kiwaha o te wiki, au wariake. 
Snow tried. We actually, we both tried to to beat Langi, but Owariaki. Owariaki. I think he's the first guest speaker, eh, to get it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He like had his Owariaki going. Yeah, his Owariaki going on. Kopiro. And there was lots of different um, examples of that too. So yeah, there's another kiwa for you, Owariaki. And of course, ngā kōrero rangi mātaimua moto neiwi motuhoi pōtiki. And then, you know, um, some learnings again in there about um, the use of pepeha and researching the pepeha. Uh, nō reira, anei māo e mihi tonu nei ki a koutou, tēnā koutou katoi o koutou taringa. And yep, tune in again via the net uh, next week for our next instalment. Hoi anō, anei māo e mihi atu nei signing off. Heiko nā mai. Heiko nā. Fuck on my kit that me at the core my core core that flowing out the hook of force cope up a relevant cope up a out of bounds cope up a exigent cope up a paramount knock on our fuck up in my kit cope up a tino fuck a hit a hit a fuck on my beat cutty cutty my howdy howdy my old tarding a howdy howdy my we gotta gather up close everybody gather up close everybody cunny cunny move that body cunny cunny move that body taringa Brought to you by Te Wānanga o Aotearoa. To listen to more episodes, search for us on your podcast app and subscribe. Taringa, whakarongo mai. <laughs>